and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And I'm Mike. Hi, Mike. Right off the bat, Right bitch. off the right bat. Right off the fucking bat. Power move for 2022. New year. That's right. New year, new uh, new intro there. Yep. Absolutely, man. Power. <laughs> a power move. I'm very impressed. I got chills. You should have. Now, I want to, before we get started with the, podca- the podcast proper, I wanted a couple of... Uh, pieces of business uh, that I wanted to do, to address. First mm-hmm. uh, is the, the the death of Beth Betty White. Um, I thought about this uh, since I heard of it, and I've only come to one conclusion: the woman was a pure good. Mm-hmm. There was no evil, and we're all poor for her passing. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and uh, next week we're going to have a guest so we're going to talk about Betty White a little bit next week but I just want to say that I think she was a beautiful soul um and and it's very poignant that she passed when she did you know it, it says something um it's one last fuck you from 2021 maybe or maybe she saw what was coming in 2022 and just checked out it's like alright I'm done you I know? can't even do another 17 days yeah, no fuck sorry it. fuck it I'm out I'm going to cash in my chips, you know, let, let nature take its course, you know? And, and the thing is that, I mean, you think about people like mother Teresa and people like that and, and, and all of them have like a dark understory that you can discover, you know, Mm -hmm. Gandhi, all of them. I have never heard anyone say anything negative about Betty White. I literally read her biography today, um, as I'm sure many people did, uh, and was unable to come up with any kind of sinister anything. Nothing. There is nothing. Yeah. The woman was was a pure good, and yeah. I, I challenge anybody to tell me any differently. Yeah, like you tell me that one time, like she didn't say uh, bless you when somebody sneezed, or yeah. perhaps refused to open uh, a door or hold the door for somebody coming in behind her. Yeah, I, I don't think it happened. Right, I just I don't believe it. Yeah, I agree. I do I agree. not believe it. So that that I just want to mention. I, I realized that. By the time everyone hears this, this will have been two weeks, um, and and you know, unfortunately, we we don't have the ability or the budget to bring you hot topics two days before you know record two days before we air. We just don't have that kind of time or energy or, or money. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to uh, do is 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 put a shout out uh, to a podcast. Um, I joined a, a site called Audrey, which is a podcast kind of collective. Uh, it's a bunch of different podcast authors who all have little pages on this site and, we, and, and that you can do shout outs and collaborations or you can just communicate with one another like, hey, you know, like I like your podcast, whatever. So Brandon from the podcast Space Cloud uh, reached out to me and said, hey, we like your podcast. Would you like to do some kind of collaboration? And uh, I said, yeah. So we've been talking for the last like week and a half, two weeks um, about, you know, all kinds of stuff, like just podcast stuff. And uh, their podcast is really funny. It's really chaotic. Uh, they're still sort of playing with format. And, and, and uh, 
like trying to test the waters in different ways. And, and it's, if I had to say anything, it reminds me a little bit of the mighty Boosh, only more American or Canadian in their case, because they're from Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, um, it's just, uh, it's really funny stuff. It's, it's out there. You know, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt and an open mind. But if you do that, you're going to be entertained. Uh, so they're called Space Cloud. If you just type in Space Cloud, it's uh, with an E at the end, but the E is silent. Uh, so it's S-P-A-C-E-C-L-O-U-D-E. And just type that in and you'll find there's there's a YouTube page where they do like slideshow style videos, um, you know, sort of like imagery to go along with the podcast, mm-hmm. what's in the podcast. And... Uh, there, there's also uh, the Apple page, which is like the fourth or fifth um, choice on Google. And you should be able to find them really easily and listen to their stuff. And their podcasts are really short. The older ones are a little longer, but the new ones are a different format. And they're like 15, 17 minutes a piece. Nice little bite-sized chunks. They just released one tonight or today. That was just a bonus episode. It was only like eight minutes long, but it, you got to listen to it. It's really fascinating. It's about uh, the, uh, not audition, but I guess the original takes for Shrek. Because, and I didn't realize this, but Chris Farley was originally cast as Shrek. Hmm. And um, I guess they had like different character art for him and everything. Um, like he was more brawny and more... Built as opposed to being kind of like a dollop of cream, and um, <laughs> and uh, it was just really cool uh, to hear Chris Farley kind of give this really authentic and um, uh, uh, kind of just it was a much better performance, it felt much more believable. Like Mike Myers is funny, but it was like there was no emotion in that Scottish voice of his it's just it's just ha I'm funny you know what I mean and and Farley Hmm. gave it this sort of vulnerability that really spoke to me and it makes me sad that he didn't get to finish that project you know that's another bright star that that left us you know Farley may have been a mess Farley may have been a mess but god he was a good guy you know, to wait until after I listen to that to form an opinion because now I'm I'm, I'm intrigued. Well, they they just released the episode today, so hit it up. It's only eight minutes long, so you can just do it tonight after the show. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good, see. Yeah, for you. So I was thinking about pranks. I'm trying to come up with a good prank for my boss. Because uh, April Fool's falls on a Friday, and I know he won't be in the office. And I think I can swing going in there for an hour and, and, and just doing something absurd with his desk. Now, understand, I'm not putting my career at risk by doing this because my boss is the kind of person that will prank you on day one of your job, which is exactly what he did to me. I can't remember what the hell it was, but um, one year... Um, we had this intern who made... You sat like, in your com- seat and the needle pricked you and he's like, ha ha, you've got Ebola! <laughs> I got you! 
<laughs> Nothing so bold. Um, but, you know, it, like, we had this intern, and she, like, obsessively made little paper cranes, like origami cranes, out of um, post-it notes. She would, like, sketch all over them, all these little intricate designs and stuff, and then she'd turn them into paper cranes. And she had, like, a, at least 80 of the damn things. <laughs> uh, just sitting all over her desk, you know, and they were like something that she didn't keep. She just kept them on her desk until she left and then she'd give them to us and we'd do whatever with them. So, uh, let's see. Um, I had the idea to prank him by, uh, I, we have the, the kind of desks that we have in our office or these kinds that have an overhead cabinet that flips up. Mm -hmm. Like, and then slides in. And so what I did was I took a paper, plastic bag and I cut it in half and I taped it to the edges of the door. And then I taped it to the bottom in such a way that it created like a, a sh like a, sh uh, a, like a little pouch that I dumped all these birds into and then closed the thing so that when he opened it, they'd all fall out <laughs> all over his desk. And that's where he keeps his coffee mug. So he hasn't even had a chance to drink his, his second cup of coffee for the day. So he's not mindful of anything yet, <laughs> you know. And um, unfortunately, I was sick the Monday that he was due to come back to see this. Um, but I was told that it was a very funny reaction. And then <laughs> he spent the next hour and a half giggling as he uh, proceeded to prank my desk. And when I came in on Tuesday, there was a chain. And immediately as soon as I walked in, the interns were giggling. I'm like, oh, boy. He got and in there and my desk was covered in bird shit. <laughs> so appropriate. So appropriate. He got me. <laughs> well, not quite. But there was a chain of paper clips across the entrance to my desk or my cubicle. And hanging from it was a sign that said, warning, quarantine, bird flu. I was like, oh boy. And there's a little paper bird taped to it. What I proceed to find is that he had strategically hidden these birds everywhere. Everywhere. Under lights, Above lights, like you know, in the little crack between that and the cubicle, <laughs> um, he taped one to the bottom of my mouth so I couldn't log in. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> he, he he like in between like notebooks everywhere. I was finding him for months. Every now and then, I would open some container or something. I'd be like, "Hey," and I'd I'd get my boss's attention. I'd hold it up, and he'd just laugh. So it's like, a gift that kept on giving. It was, and it was a master prank. And I have been for years, you know, wanting to get him back, but not having the balls because I know that whatever I do, he's gonna one up it. He has to, and I don't know if I have the chops to one up him on this one without crossing into boundaries where I'm like getting written up or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. I just have to think of the right ploy or the right scheme or whatever to, to, to get him. Sorry to hear you got mugged in the parking garage. 
by a man wearing a Burger King mat crown. <laughs> Getting mugged by the king, could you imagine that? That'd be creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the I, king. If, if, Yeah, man, like, like if you were the person wearing the mask, just make eye contact the entire time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just nonstop eye contact. <laughs> Uh, you don't see much of the king anymore, but back back in the 2000s, man, those commercials were creepy as fuck. Unsettling. He, like, unsettling. Like he wakes up, you wake up in bed, and there's the guy in the bed, looking at you with those cold plastic eyes. Yep, that yeah. sounds about right. He said, "Have it your way." <laughs> Ugh. Speaking of pranks. Oh boy, I, uh, I I have one that stands out to me. Were, were you done, by the way? I am. Okay. One that stands out to me as probably being my best and longest running prank that I ever did. My poor family, my children, are probably still scarred to this day by by this prank. We lived in a uh, in a place that had just an inordinately large number of doors. I, I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> like, you come in the front door, and there was a nice doorway that went into the dining room and one that went towards the staircase that went upstairs. And you're like, okay, that's not so bad. But then if you went through another door, there was like a little hallway and there was a door at one end here and a door over here and a door for a closet and a door for the bathroom. And then another fucking door that went into the kitchen. It was like all this of a sudden somebody just went crazy. Yeah. It just is like, I want to see if I can fit like 10 doors in about, we'll say 30 foot of hallway. You know, <laughs> well, this Have place they never heard of arches, open, <laughs> right? open floor plan. Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it was kind of cool because, like, you could really like put some space between you and everybody else if you wanted to be by yourself. Like, just close all the doors in between, and then they, it would it would take like twenty minutes for them to find you. It's like that scene <laughs> in, in uh, Evil Dead Two. And the ghost is going through the cabin, and it just keeps throwing open doors, and there's more doors and more yep. doors. That's exactly what it would be like. So, the place that we were in used to be owned by somebody who had a print shop, and they had, like, this cardboard cutout of a monk. And it was, like, a photo of a monk, you know, but it was, like, life-size. And I forget what the hell he was... What he was holding his hands was inconsequential at this point. Mm-hmm. But I used to take this thing... And fucking sticking places behind doors all throughout the house. I'm just I'm still laughing to myself thinking about how many times I heard somebody shriek or cry because this thing scared them. I'm such an asshole. Oh my god. I can't even, I can't stop myself. I used to put them outside of my daughter's bedroom door. I'd stick it in the bathroom upstairs. I'd stick it in the bathroom downstairs. There's another thing, too. There was, like, four bathrooms in this house. And when we moved in, there was one functioning bathroom. (laughs) The other three were just out of order for whatever reason. (laughs) <laughs> like one of them, the floor was like half finished in it and like the toilet didn't flush right. And then there was the master bathroom, which is off of our bedroom. And there like the, the main shit pipe that went from the toilet down and into the sewer was cracked. 
so he couldn't uh. use it because it was dripping stuff out of it if he used it. Uh. And then there was one in the basement. Now the basement one, if you could get past, I don't know that you were ever at my house when I lived on uh, when I lived on Cherry Street. I don't think actually that, that I was think a time. I was because I remember it being a very confusing house. It was a strangely laid out place. A oh, beautiful mm. house, but so weird the way that it was laid out. And, like, you go down into the basement, and there was the quote-unquote finished basement that had, like, shuffleboard courts painted on the floor. <laughs> uh, still not sure why. And, uh, like, a full bar and everything else. There was a toilet in there. That was, like, my secret bathroom. Because <laughs> I went in there and cleaned that one up. That was, like, my secret bathroom. If I needed to go and spend some time in the bathroom by myself, you know, and take a good long shit and not get bothered by anybody I would go into that bathroom downstairs because nobody wanted to go into the basement well, it was kind of chilly down there but you get past it especially in the summer months it was refreshing but that same bathroom and toilet my son had a uh, had a hamster and the thing got loose and we had cut open a section of the wall because we were replacing that broken pipe from the from the main bathroom down and the hamster somehow fell through that hole in the wall and down, and it was right above the toilet. And I went down there like a few days later, a week later, something like that, and found this totally bloated fucking ball of hair stuck in the toilet. Oh. It was terrible. It was terrible. Oh. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't funny at all. That was sad. Very sad. Yeah. Thanks for like, bringing in the new year with some sadness, dude. What the well, fuck? you know, the, the, it's just I kind of want to go you, lay you down just, now. You just <laughs> never, you just never know. You just never know what's going to happen, and mm. that, sir, is why you don't make New Year's resolutions. There, did I tie uh, all that up neatly? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I still want to go lay down for a little while, but you know, it's cool. And so do I. I. I don't. Uh, I don't blame you for that. I think I could take a nap myself. I just. I expended so much energy laughing, thinking about that monk, but then uh, that also started a whole new thing. I had a cardboard cutout of what is it? Two of the Jonas Brothers, I think I had, <laughs> and I used to hide them in our house now. And I had a Dale Earnhardt Jr. that I used to hide around the house in certain places. And eventually, I just took his head and hung it off the ceiling outside of my son's bedroom. (laughs) So he walked out and there's Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s head hanging off the ceiling. That uh, that was the end of that. Yeah, so uh, oh my, my pranks, my, my my pranks are tragic and sad sometimes. Sure, but I I I don't know. I like them. Like, I kind of want to. What? I was gonna say, do you want an uplifting prank story? Sure. It's a nice short one here. What were you gonna say though before I do that? I, I was gonna say that I think, um, like, I want to prank people when I'm dead. By having like, I told, I always told my sister when I was younger. I said I was gonna have myself taxidermied and made to live in her living room, like sit in her living room, and I was gonna have a little talk box so that when people came close to me, I'd be like, "Howdy, partner," and just say random shit like one of those pull string dolls. So it's that a was snake in my boot. Yeah, another way that I thought, uh, and this was an idea I got from a friend uh, from high school. Um, or from like middle school more is when I met him um, is that when I die if I'm really wealthy 
rather than uh, have my money handed out in checks, there's like my head is mounted on a, a pole. <laughs> and the money is like <laughs> stacks of money is like Pez dispenser and my jaw flips open and the money pops out and that's how they have to get their inheritance. That's terrible. <laughs> I would have thought I was thinking something along the lines of you're bent over, no pants on and the money comes out your ass. Oh yeah, that's much better. Oh yes. And yeah, yeah. And, and it has to be dispensed via, you know, pumping your leg or Giving you a hand job, I don't know, something. You know? And that's, how, that's how the money comes out your butt. <laughs> Give me that old handy J after you're dead. <laughs> you're gonna require that's gonna require some some sophisticated hardware installed into the body post mortem. You know, like I just a, want like something whole, like, fun. Like, I want something fun. Like, I want to have my ashes, because I'm going to be cremated, put in a box. And then I want there to be, like, a second box of, like, cigar ashes. Mm -hmm. And for one of my family members to go walking and be like, I've got him. He's right. And trip and fucking throw him all over people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would be see? so fucking funny for me. <laughs> I intend I intend to be uh, cremated as well. I like the idea of the second thing of ash, but instead of doing what you do, which is brilliant, by the way, I want people to do it a blind taste test and see if they can guess which one is me. <laughs> which one is your regular coffee and which one is Tom? <laughs> oh, God, it's kind of chalky. <laughs> oh, I just man. thought of uh, Jim Carrey's face and me, myself, and Irene when he gets all dry from... from um, from his medication, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> so people doing that with a mouthful of ashes. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking sick. Oh, okay, my, my uplifting, my uplifting happy prank story. So for Christmas, my significant other wanted a particular article of clothing, a jersey. Mm -hmm. For a hockey, for our favorite hockey team, the Flyers, and her favorite player, and I had gotten it, and uh, it wasn't the easiest thing to find. Uh, to be quite honest, it was it was rather difficult to find, and I wasn't able to get it in the color that I wanted it. But I still got a jersey with her favorite player's uh, name on it, and I hatched the idea because my my oldest said to me, "Oh, mom." pretty well figured out what you got her already and that's one right. of those things that like you don't ever want somebody to figure out what you got them you know ahead of time and then to be yeah. like if you do keep it to yourself don't tell anybody else about it because then it makes people want to prank you mm -hmm. so what i did was i had another jersey that was from the same team but a totally different player that i had never worn it was still had the tags on it and everything and uh, i took and wrapped that one up and stuck that one under the tree instead. And she opened it up and I played it off perfectly. I'm like, oh, fuck. They sent me the wrong one. What am I going to do? Oh, my God. And she believed me and was so gracious throughout the whole thing. I almost felt bad about it. <laughs> almost. Almost felt bad about it. But then I How took it I did said, you I got something. Her along? Uh, probably about... Maybe about five, ten minutes, I think, it was all that I did. And I went and I said, oh, I got something out in the truck that I got I to gotta wrap. It's for my mom. 
I said, do you want to see what it is? And she goes, yeah. And she opens it up, and there was the right jersey. And, ah, you got me. You know, I got one of those kind of kind of satisfactory, you know, <laughs> acknowledgments that I had, that I had indeed achieved what I wanted. And I'm like, let that be a lesson to you. Don't try to guess what you're getting for Christmas before hand and tell everybody you know what I got you because she didn't know I got a second part to the gift which was tickets to a game and she didn't know about that at all oh nice my son on the other hand thought that I should take and get uh, another jersey from a team that she doesn't even like and stick it inside the box and I was like I think that's funny but I don't have any jerseys like that (laughs) Like, I don't typically keep jerseys for teams I don't like. <laughs> but I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. Um, I was just thinking, you know how, like, a lot of times at Christmas, um, someone will, you'll see a commercial where someone gets a car, and it's, like, out yes. in the driveway, and it's wrapped in a bow. Uh, how I about think- that one for for GMC or whatever, where the guy buys himself a truck and his wife the SUV, and she jumps in the truck and she's like, "I love it," and he's like, "But that was for me," and she's like, "I love it." Yeah, that commercial I remember makes that me commercial. angry every time I see it. I want to be like, "You got it all wrong, Miss. That's yours over there." <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, what anyway. were you saying? Well, I have seen some pretty impressive uh, paper craft, like like cardboard and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can do like stuff, and then they can like put like a like a coating over it to make it look smooth and even shiny. And I think it'd be really funny to like get make a huge paper craft car. Yeah, it would. And then set it out there with the bow, and then, you know, they're bleary-eyed. It's first thing in the morning, and it's, like, maybe a little snowy out, so they're not quite seeing it cro- properly, and they're just excited, so their brain's filling in all the blanks. And <laughs> they run up to it, and they're like, yeah, you want to get in? And, and and she'll be like, she or he will be like, yeah, yeah, let me get in. And then you lift it up, you say, come on in. <laughs> and just watch the sh- the the... the the panoply of emotions cross their face I from like I don't know that you could ever come dis- back from that. Never. Be like shock, disbelief, anger, a little bit of hatred, hate, <laughs> yeah, hatred, disappointment, mild amusement, but but more bemusement, you know, like bemusement. Mm, and thus the planning begins. That that would be a serious undertaking because even though it's paper craft, you still have to build it somewhere. And then, I mean, it's super light. It's made out of cardboard, you know, and maybe like some paper mache that's been smoothed down and like sanded and polished and painted and all that good shit. Well, now you know, I know if you ever give me a car, I'm going to be leery. <laughs> Just <laughs> don't kick the tires too hard because you'll you'll knock the damn thing down the driveway. But I gotta be honest with you, even like a cardboard car, that'd be cool as shit. Yeah, it would. <laughs> especially if it's really masterfully made. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be excited. I'd be excited about that too. I'd be like, oh my god, I wonder if it'll fit over top of my car. <laughs> <laughs> or my bed. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, literally, or my bed or anywhere in the house. Like, like welcome to my living room slash garage. 
I feel you know. that there I feel that there is a, a terrible shortage in the world of race car beds in king size. Truth. Mattress. I th- I, I think that needs to be a thing. You Why know? is it that we can't enjoy the race car bed after a certain age that you're considered immature yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. a man child if you have something like that after a certain age? I mean, jeez, it's my fucking bed. You know what, man? I always say, like, uh, whenever my, my SO says to me, like, hey... I'm going to put these sheets on the bed, and she's a Steelers fan. I'm not a Steelers fan. I am an Eagles fan. And she'll be like, I'm going to put these Steelers sheets on the bed. Do you care? And I'm like, I don't fucking care. I'm going to be sleeping and shedding dead skin cells and drooling on them and everything. I could care less what's on the bed sheets. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll even pee a little. I don't know. It's possible. You know, I'll definitely you are getting older. Yeah, yeah, getting I'll, older. I'll definitely rip ass a lot in that bed. So if you want to think of me farting all over the Steelers logo, then by all means, that's what I'm gonna do. But uh, like, I, 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 that's about the most fun you get to really have when it comes to bed clothes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be awesome to have a bed shaped like, you know, like a sled style bed that's actually like a full sled. <laughs> You know, with like metal runners underneath of it and everything, or toboggan, you know, and like, or or you get yourself a race car bed that's realistic, and you can actually sit up, and you know, you can have a steering wheel in there, even for playing video games. Yeah, maybe maybe a little Daytona USA action. When you turn it on, like the the, it makes an engine sound, and the whole bed vibrates, like one of those cheap sleazy hotel beds. I don't think any of us are too old for that kind of. For that kind of amusement in our in our uh, in our everyday lives, a little bit of a little bit of engine sound, maybe some flashing lights. It'd be like a big Hess truck, you know. Yeah. Like who who doesn't who doesn't like that, dude? My my son uh, is in his teens now, and my parents have bought him a Hess truck every year. So does that mean he's that every alive. year I need I to still buy... get excited about Hess trucks. I well, do. Well, does that mean that I have to buy a new? Um, bed frame every year. It doesn't mean you need to, but I mean, if you want to, I would need a lot of space. By all means, you know. I you mean, know. why? It's why you make sure that whatever these beds are made of is uh, a light enough material that you can either fold it up and stick it somewhere for later use, or you could you could pass that gift along to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm be just like thinking- the gift that keeps on giving. I'm just thinking, like, there's there uh, certainly somewhere in the world, in this amazing universe that we have, somewhere there is someone, if not in this specific universe, then somewhere else in the multiverse, a guy or a girl who collects beds in mass, just has like a warehouse. There has beds. to be. Yeah. So collecting beds, that's an interesting thing. <laughs> I think I think we need to look that shit up. Like, hey, Google, what's the world's largest collection of privately owned beds? <laughs> I need to I need to know this now. Is there somebody who actively and what is the action of collecting beds called? Because everything's got like a hmm. weird name, like people who collect stamps are philatelics, correct? Uh, or it's something along those lines. Uh, what is it? It's close to that, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, philatelists? 
maybe. I just remember that, yes, that it's very close to some dirty words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and like, coin like people. Like philanthropists. No, I'm just kidding. Coin people are, are called numistatists. And that, I, I don't even understand. I don't even know why. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's, it's a weird it's, word. What the hell? Is, it's probably Latin or something or Greek. Yeah, more more than likely it's Latin. Yes, that's where that's where all the weird shit comes from. The language that's dead, but yet we continue to use it for certain things. <laughs> you know, like uh, <laughs> so you can have scientific names for stuff. Yeah. Oh, Canis familiaris. <laughs> you mean my dog? <laughs> that's what they should call it instead of Canis familiaris. Just call it my dog. <laughs> my that's dog. the binomial. Yeah. Fetus that's domestic. That's the binomial nomenclature. Oh. oh, the cat. Yes. Fetus domesticus. That's what I'm going to start uh, just referring to my cats as that from now on. I'm not even going to call them by name anymore. Oh, Fetus. <laughs> Fetus domesticus. I knew a cat named Felix. And if it wasn't nailed down and he saw it, he would steal it. Oh, nice. That's very nice off the top of your head there. No, not off the top of my head. That was from a song uh, by a, a band called Head Automatica. Ow. Ah. Hey, folks. We'd like to learn a little more about you. That's why we set up a poll on our website. Just go to TomAndMike.com slash poll and fill out the anonymous contact form. Hit submit, and you'll have done us a huge favor. While you're there, be sure to check out the rest of the site. It's got links to our Let's Play video gaming channel, absurd blog posts, and other ways to contact us. Speaking of which, if you'd like to write to us, you can do so by sending an email to storytimewithtomandmike at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening. It's time for the Reddit, read it from Reddit. A lot of stuff that we didn't say, we just need you to remember. It wasn't us that said it, it was them. This week we've got some more insane people and their insane ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll start off with, this is, um, weirdly, uh, the, 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 I, the, the avatar picture is a nice little bird. <laughs> it's so off with what this person is about to say. Your branding is off, sir. Death penalty, slow and painful for the following. Also whip and disowning my kid for the for the following views. Men who wear earrings and or nail polish and or long hair, makeup, heels, dresses, dyed hair, etc. Didn't oh. believe in building the border wall. We need a border wall to keep people who aren't us from uh, aren't from US out. Believe abortion is okay in any circumstance. Believe that any mind-altering drug should be legal or has taken them themselves. Didn't believe in guns. It should be mandatory to own a gun. Didn't hmm. believe in the death penalty, especially for this stuff I am listing. Offered any homeless people money or any resources. Ever wore a mask, asked to get tested, or, wore, or did a vaccine. Weren't straight. Wow. Death penalty. Yeah, that's, that's killing a lot of people. That's called Sharia law. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't even know where to begin with that because I think pretty much everybody would fit into one of those groups almost. 
even people who who were fighting against getting the vaccine still got it, but he didn't clarify. So he'd be killing some of his friends. While I don't agree or endorse his opinions, I get some of them from a perspective where someone was raised that way. However, offered any homeless people money or any resources. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty harsh. Yeah. Like, really? I mean, it's time like this that I'm glad I keep a hold of my pocket change. <laughs> I got long hair, though, so I'm already fucked. Mm, yeah. And I had my ear pierced at one point in time. Although, it didn't say that if I was reforming from having my ear pierced that it wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be okay. But that oh. was literally, like, the beginning of the list of things that I, I identify with, so... <laughs> They want to, not only a death penalty, but a slow and painful one. Oof. I can't decide if, if this person is trolling or not. It's too on the nose. I think that uh, maybe we should add on to that list people who make long lists of people who should be killed for <laughs> things. I think yeah. then maybe, maybe then, they'd, then they'd see the light, see the air yeah. of their ways. Doubtful. They'd probably be like, yeah, exactly. Like just completely <laughs> That's what I was saying. That's exactly what I was saying. So I've got one here from somebody named Jesse Kelly. And it's Jesse Kelly, D.C., so I'm assuming that this person fancies himself a politician. Um, judging by their, uh, their avatar picture, they are. To clarify, when I take power, communists will not be allowed to hold you jobs excuse me their children won't be allowed in schools they won't be allowed in bars or restaurants and that's just the standard communists people who have been pushing covid tyranny will be sent to work camps that's quite a stretch to go from communists to people who have been pushing covid tyranny <laughs> those aren't even related <laughs> but i guess uh you know you got a character limit right so he's got to figure out a way to uh say it all in one shot yeah yeah say it all in there and and get you know blow his wad in regards think, to that i think my favorite part of this is when i take power not when he if, takes power yeah that when i take it's a power. foregone conclusion my friend yeah <laughs> it's going what an to asshole. happen what an asshole I just love the false, like, the arrogance. It's not even confidence. It's arrogance. Like, when you take power. I've never heard of you before this. Yeah, I still don't know who uh, who Jess uh, Kelly Jesse. is. Jesse. I think it's Jesse, Jesse Kelly. Jesse Kelly, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I said it like that on purpose because even though I just read it and it was literally sitting directly in front of me, I still couldn't be bothered to know what his fucking name was. So I guess I'm going to work camp. That makes sense. Land of the free. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is a post on some sort of sub like like some sort of forum. Um says, "I quit my job today at the grocery store. I quit. Within the first 5 minutes they jumped on me because my apron wasn't perfect and then they had me fix that." Then later they told me I had to change my mask because it said Merry Christmas. Store policy says stores masks must be a solid color, but we all know the real meaning behind that. Mm. Uh, no. The last yeah. retail store I worked at had no issue with my Merry Christmas mask. I told them I am a Christian and I'm having a hard time dealing with you people. I shouted out loud Merry Christmas to the whole store and that it isn't against the law to say it. I also exclaimed... <laughs> 
<laughs> I also exclaimed that Trump is president. Yeah, folks, if you were ever in the vicinity of a blank grocery store, don't walk, run away. Run away as far as possible from this godless, heathen, disgusting, Floridian-based filth of a company. Man, I wonder which one it is. His, and okay, all right, get this. So, um, it's, his profile on the side tells you all this stuff about him. So, he's in Richmond, Virginia. His meta-ethnicity is Celtic, Germanic, Anglo, and Baltic. His ethnicity is English, French, Irish, Scottish, German descent, a distant American Indian. And he's just a big old gangbang, isn't he? Yeah. Mother's ancestry, mother's side, colonial Virginia, father's side, German Lithuania, early 1900s, country United States. Um, taxonomy, Alpine Atlantid CM, whatever the fuck that means. Sure. Um, politics, paleoconservative. Which means he only eats tree bark and is conservative. I guess. Yeah. His hero is General Lee. He's a Christian <laughs> Protestant. He, like, his hero is a loser. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, God. Unless he's uh, talking about the car. He's like, I've always wanted to be a V8 Dodge with two doors. He's a Christian <laughs> Protestant. He's single. What a shock. Hmm. I want to know what a paleoconservative is. I need to look this up. I think you do because I have no idea what a paleoconservative is, but it sounds like somebody who thinks that they are a conservative back as far as the conservative movement uh, went, which could have been cavemen. <laughs> paleoconservative is a political philosophy and variety of conservatism in the United States that stresses American nationalism, Christian ethics, regionalism, and traditionalist conservatism. Paleoconservatives concerns overlap those with the old right that opposed the New Deal in the 1930s and 40s, as well as paleolibertarianism and right-wing populism. They, oh my. Was somebody just desperate to throw a bunch of words together and make yeah. a title up for themselves? Because that really... That's what it feels like. Yeah. You're a conservative. We got it. You don't need Why? to add words in front of it. Right. Why do there need to be subgenres? Like, well, I'm not the same type of conservative as you, so go fuck yourself. Like, you're conservative, you're liberal, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Why I'm do you a need to break it conservative paleontologist. What? It, listen, you know what? I'm Maybe I'm not the most political guy, you know? Most of the time, I sort of ignore that shit. But if you need a subgenre for your political beliefs, maybe you're overthinking it just a bit. I'm not the world's most political guy, but once you touch my thigh, I gotta tell you, I got a boner. B O N E, boner. Bo, 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 boner. Oh, God. That was, uh, that was something. Paleoconservative. I had to remember that one. All right. Birth, home birth, unassisted. Oh, this is this is something too. You guys, I need some advice urgently. So if you need urgent advice, what do you do? You post it to Reddit and wait and see. <laughs> I had a perfect home birth, but then was transferred to hospital because of blood loss. My iron levels are down to 65, and they are really pushing for me to have two units of blood transfusion. Cry face, cry face. 
This was my worst nightmare. They have said to me an iron infusion can take a week to work, and the blood and the blood is the only way they can say my heart won't fail within the week. What would you guys do? Hmm. What would you do? Think about that mm. while I'm finished reading this here. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Would it be sensible to take the blood? Please help! The doctor is waiting for me to let him know my decision. I feel fine in myself, by the way. They are saying this doesn't mean I will be fine and it could suddenly catch up with me. And somebody replied, If you believe you'll be fine, then you will be fine. Trust your body and intuition. Well, this is one time when I say, Your body and intuition is probably trumped by something called medical science. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. everybody feels okay until they don't. <laughs> I mean, that's really the basic way that I can put it that, you know, I feel great until I didn't. So I, I don't understand. I guess I, I, so I get this unassisted birth, home birth thing. They want to do it naturally. So it's, I can, it's, I can dig it. I mean, I don't think sure. it's for me, but you know, sure. But this, what this person is saying implies that this is the tail wagging the dog, so to speak, and that just because they're into assisted birth it mean, doesn't mean that everyone who's into unassisted birth thinks like this. This is yeah. a person who is into unassisted birth because of something much deeper. And that is like this total like tossing away of medicine and saying they want to live naturally or homopathically, you know, and like like saying like oh you know um i will never accept medical treatment uh i, I mean you know that's like jim henson you know yeah it it's completely senseless it's anti-science and it's ridiculous and what really concerns me is this person is about to give birth or um uh had given birth um that means they brought children into the world who they're going to then treat their illnesses. Yeah. They'll never go to the doctor, so the doctors won't even know they're sick. Which is like, that's child abuse, dude. I I believe so. Yeah, it's child Sorry abuse. Sorry about the uh, the fireworks there. <laughs> I can't help that. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that or not. I did hear a little bit, It is yeah. loud as hell in here. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, my neighbor's shooting off fireworks already. It's fucking it's fucking three minutes after ten. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year somewhere else. Woo! <laughs> He's drunk as fuck right now. Oh my god, probably probably it's the same people that shoot off uh, semi-automatic guns uh, at midnight usually. In you the just, air. <laughs> like every every fucking year, I it, it's I've got I've grown used to it from all the years. Like if I think if I had a New Year's without it, I'd be like, "What the hell's going on? Is he okay?" Yeah, I wonder if everything's okay. I should go up and check on him tomorrow. <laughs> so speaking of uh, science and anti-science, sacred rebel mouse rat posted. Kind of uh. weird how the science, in quotes, always lines up with whatever leftist propaganda needs to be pushed. <laughs> you mean the people that believe in science? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Not really a whole lot to say there. I just sort of... One of those that, things uh, where you yeah. go, all right. Um, 
Isn't That's... it amazing how the doctor always believes in medicine? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Isn't Tell it me really, there's not a conspiracy I, there. I read one where it was like, isn't it interesting how the, the vaccine only, or no, that, that only people who are conservative are getting sick and dying of COVID? Or something like that. It's like, well, that's because typically the people who are doing that are anti-vax, and they're going to like rallies and shit where there's thousands of people, and then they're getting sick, and then they're mouth dying. breathing on each other. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Like, no, absolutely. I've known people who've been super careful and gotten sick. At this point with COVID, I'm convinced that unless you are home all the time. You're just a matter of time until you're going to get some variant of it. Because people I've known who've been super careful have gotten it. It's just how it mm -hmm. is. It's a condition of life now. And and you can make it political and you get mad if, if someone does make it political. But at the end of the day, it's just anti-science to, to, to deny that there's been a, a benefit to the vaccine. Mm -hmm. In my opinion. But that's, that's you know, that's... I know there's many people I respect who don't believe that. You know? I um I don't know anybody that that I respect that doesn't believe in uh the vaccine being helpful. So thankfully I don't have to deal with that um I don't know like quandary in for myself, mm -hmm. thankfully. Because I, I'm not I'm not even sure how how I would feel about that. I think my respect level would go, you know, way down if I knew. I'd be mm -hmm. like, really? Anyways, we could run down that fucking rabbit hole for for hours all night. But it's tiresome. Yes. And 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 let's move on. I mean, there's so many more important things that need to be said. Joseph says my wife does not believe the flat earth. We joke about it sometimes. She thinks I'm crazy, but she also doesn't want to sit with me while I show her my evidence. <clears throat> For her to realize she has been lied to her whole life would be devastating. Brad chimes in, that's how my wife feels. She doesn't want to seek the truth for multiple reasons. Kyle adds, mine's exactly the same, gets irate at the mention of it. She has threatened divorce, but doesn't want to hear any reasoning at all. Been married six years, and have twin boys about to be five. She'll halfway listen to me about germ theory, though. <laughs> Here's something I've been thinking about for a while with the whole flat earth theory, and really a lot of conspiracy theories, whether, mm -hmm. whether they're simple or really complex or somewhere in between. If these world-spanning conspiracies truly are true, what difference does it make? How is it changing your life? It's already really? been there. It's always been there. You're not going to get away from it. So knowing it doesn't change anything. Oh, you're free now. Free to do what? Free I'm to free to what? live my life and worship the flat earth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to change the way you do anything. Besides, Nothing. maybe every now and again, when you go on a really long drive, you might wonder if you're going to fall off the edge. That's probably yeah. about the only thing that it does. Well, there's Makes not even think. an edge to fall off. They believe there's a, a wall of ice. At the edge of oh, Antarctica right. that circles the, the, the flat earth. And then there's a dome. And then underneath, uh, outside the dome, is water. They That's really, what outer space is? Water? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it, the, see, the, the, the pinpricks of light, the stars are an illusion or something. I, you know, there's different theories, and I don't understand hmm. them at all. But, I, I mean, I don't care what you believe, really. But don't go telling, don't go giving me this bullshit and then telling me to do the research. Like, no, the burden of proof is on you, motherfucker. If yeah, you're going to tell right? me the earth is flat. And again, what difference does it make if reptilians run the, the, the government? What difference does it make if aliens are abducting us? How are you what changing your life well, not <laughs> because only that, of this news? But, but what are you going to do about it? Nothing. You don't even like your local government and you can't do shit about them. So what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and you're to probably reasonably the sure they're not lizards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe a couple of them. You know, you gotta infiltrate throughout, man. You know, gotta have representation Some in the reptilian low, low community. Yeah, low level reptilian people. It's all about representation, you know. <laughs> so this one um, is really short, and I really wish. That I could like post this somewhere that everyone would see it, but it says choose life. Procreation is about creating new soldiers for Christ, not for pleasure. Every time a man wastes his seed, millions of unborn souls go straight to hell. And the most amazing thing about this is that underneath it is a picture of a hand holding a condom full of babies, like a drawing. It's okay. little tiny. Itty bitty little tiny babies inside of a condom and they're climbing out. Could you imagine if that's what sperm actually did? Oh, all those yeah. times that you, that you're fucking, you know, uh, busted a nut in your jeans and you're sitting there and you can just feel them climbing up your skin trying to get up to where your waistline is so they could <laughs> so that they could be free. <laughs> yeah, go off and live their lives. <laughs> I dumped a load of human babies into the toilet earlier tonight, so, you know. <laughs> Good to know. Thanks for sharing. It's, I, I didn't really. It was just... Okay. Okay, let's <laughs> change the subject. License. Nope, yeah. I'm not talking about it anymore. Nope. Nope. That's, that's a disturbing image, though. A hand holding condom full of babies and yeah, them trying to climb their way out. I'm going to have to send it to you. I, I will have to send it to you. I look forward... Is. I look forward to seeing this. Yeah. Uh, my next one comes from one of the biggest pieces of shit in the world at this point in time. Mr. Jacob Wall, who has... Uh, I don't even know why I called him Mr. Like I give him any kind of respect. Jacob A. Wall. <laughs> A. Wall, like he's not there. He, he left without permission. <laughs> I firmly believe, and this is why I'm saying he's a piece of trash. I mean, this is it right here. He encompasses everything that I said about him in one tweet here. I firmly believe that every Jew in America should decorate their home with Christmas lights. It's called assimilation. America is a Christian country. Well, here's no, the it's thing. Not. No, it's not. Never was. And, and I'm pretty sure... I'm 99.9% sure that Hanukkah has been around longer than Christmas. Right. So maybe you should assimilate and we should all celebrate Hanukkah instead? I yeah. don't know. Eight days of gifts versus one day? Sounds pretty fucking good to me. Well, I mean, if we're, if we're forcing assimilation, shit, why not, you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe all the Jewish people should 
decorate and celebrate Christmas, and all the Christian people should uh, do the Hanukkah thing. Do a swap over. Hmm. See who's best. See who's right. You know, I'm I'm down for this I'm guy. For you know, this guy's picture, Jacob Wall. He reminds me of the guy in the Star Wars sequels. the The redheaded guy who's really hates Kylo Ren, but has to like kowtow to him. He just reminds me of somebody that I would like to repeatedly punch, and just keep punching until my hands swelled up to the point that I couldn't hit him anymore. Yeah, he looks smug. Yeah. Yeah, he just looks smug to me. And that's that's his brand. Yeah. You know, I guess. Fuck that guy. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Yeah. Steve Deese says, Today is November 29th, 2021, and Anthony Fauci is the most vile and fiendish death merchant to ever hold a public office in America and should be subjected to a Nuremberg-type trial. Um, death the merchant internet. by trying to save people. Okay. The internet was a fucking mistake. I'm sure there are some people that listen to what we say and go, you know, I don't agree with you guys. And I think your ideas are bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just yeah, the probably. way I feel about this guy, right? Which is why I say unilaterally, even including this podcast, the internet was a fucking mistake. <laughs> <laughs> True we, that. We shouldn't, we shouldn't all have podcasts. We shouldn't all be spreading our fucking stupid ideas around. My life was not enriched in any way, Steve Deese, of The Blaze. I don't know what The Blaze is, but I imagine it's a conservative oh, magazine. Blaze. No, no, no. The Blaze is a network of... Um, I don't know if I can say if I should say neoconservatives or or just conservatives. I, I don't really think that they need a uh, prefix. But uh, uh, Glenn Beck uh, runs that whole thing. Oh, of course. Yes, the okay. Blaze. You know, the one place you can truly go to get your your infotainment and mm-hmm. news. You know, where they won't they won't bullshit you, they won't lie to you, but then when they get called on the carpet about the stuff that they said, Oh, it's just entertaining, that's all I was doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm an actor. um it's a character. Uh, yeah. And that's how they weasel out of it later. You know, just like Alex <laughs> Jones. Alex yes, Jones. Precisely. Who, you know, just goes around saying the most outlandish shit. And they want you to buy gold. <laughs> and the whole thing golder. is, they're all just fucking imitating Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, you, you fuckers weren't even original in your idea. Your, your idea sucks, and it sucked before, and it still sucks now. <laughs> and you didn't even come up with it yourself, you unoriginal pieces of shit. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> Moving on. I just heard my nephew Bryce came out as gay. Six weeks after getting the jab. That can't be a coincidence. Hashtag the jab. Hashtag vaccine side effects. Hashtag not my president. Hashtag Trump 2024. Hashtag COVID vaccine. And I want to tell you that I got my booster shot uh, last week and I'm gay now. Uh, so there could be something to this. There could be. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, I actually was bisexual and now um, I'm straight again. Well, so they I gave think it me works mine like one of those with like a penis-shaped syringe, and stuck it in my butthole. I don't uh, know. Was that is that the way I was supposed to get it? 
That's how I got it. Oh, all right but, then. But as I said, I was bisexual and I turned straight because it was just not, it was not good sex. I mean, I mean, it wasn't a good vaccination. Um, well, that little, that little needle prick really irritated my, my butt skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this is the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever, I've ever why? even spoken Ew. See, here's the thing. If I had an opinion like this, I don't know that I would include not my president or Trump, Trump 2024. And the reason for that is because I don't see how they're related. It, it just shows me that some people, and this happens on the, the liberal side too, some people yeah. cannot help but bring the fucking president or the fucking politics into everything they talk about. And they are the most boring fucking people in the world. We all bitch about politics. We all don't like somebody. But for fuck's sake, don't bring it up for everything you talk about. It's mm -hmm. so fucking lame. You're so boring. <laughs> the only explanation that I have for this one for that is that the woman kind of looks like Kellyanne Conway. Just she, a little bit. She does a bit, yeah. That'd be about the only thing that I can say would be the reason why you would bring that up. Unless, I mean, Trump's had the vaccine, so maybe maybe she's implying that he's gay, too. Well, a lot of, maybe. A lot of uh, Trump supporters are turning on him now because of the vaccine statements that he's made uh, recently. So that's interesting. Yeah. I love how they can just keep moving their goalposts. You know, like, like whatever the argument is, whatever their narrative is, they keep changing it and people keep saying, yeah, that's what I believe too. Mm hmm. You know, and, <laughs> and it just goes to show how you can drag people along and manipulate them and, and trick them into thinking that, uh, the government cares about them and, and that someone in the government is looking out for them. There is. You know how the old saying goes: "You can lead a horse to Sinai, but you can't make him stink." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Have I ever told you how much I fucking love candy canes? Oh, I love like, candy canes I too. I forget how much I love candy canes until this time of year. Those little ones. That everybody has, like, not not big candy canes. I don't want one of those fuckers that you gotta, you know, sit there and suck on and thing gets to a pencil sharp tip and then you jab it through your cheek or anything. I'm talking to those little guys. Mm -hmm. You know, those little ones. Man, the I ones that was, you tape to like a Christmas card. Yes. I was like chomping down on some of them over at my parents' house the other day, forgetting how much I love them. And uh, I just, I wanted to, to speak of my love for these mini candy canes. And I would continue in this vein if it weren't for the fact that I just looked up at the clock and I see that we are out of time. So that would have to be a story for another time. Thank you for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you again with the word cummies. Oh, it's so uh, fucking disgusting. Why? I had to bring it into this why? year too. <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs>